Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in Nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. Oat milk, coconut milk, almond soy milk. Are you dizzy yet? My goodness, let's find out what the heck is going on with all these milks. You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji-Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. This week on Spot On, we're going to be talking about milking almonds, navigating those plant-based milks that are taking over the grocery store. Let's go to the streets and find out what type of milk college students are drinking and why. What kind of milk do I drink and why? I normally have like 2% milk for breakfast and lunch. I think it's pretty healthy. So I don't really like milk, really. So I I drink like almond milk mostly. I don't really drink milk. I don't really like the taste of it. I'm lactose intolerant, so I drink lactate milk a lot. I drink soy milk because it has a lot of calcium, protein, and potassium, and it's also super creamy. I don't really drink milk because I'm lactose intolerant. What type of milk would you probably chocolate milk? I like any type of milk. I usually drink soy milk because I really like it. Sometimes I drink uh, almond milk instead of just drinking the pure cow milk. I drink coconut milk a lot because I like the taste and also because of the healthy fats in it. We have a very, very liquid episode going on here. You know, I've been wanting to do this topic for some time, and I don't know if me, but have you noticed that the milk aisle is like packed with all these types of milk. I can remember when there was only three types of milk, you know, skim milk, whole milk, and of course there was that soy milk for people who didn't want to have milk from a cow. But now we have the space is littered in the milk aisle of the supermarket with coconut milk, rice milk, oat milk, almond milk, and for the life of me, I don't know how you milk an almond, but we'll get to that later. I mean, I can just get dizzy on all t- these types of options. So today I brought in someone who is on top of this milk issue so we can get to the bottom of it. And my good friend and colleague here is Jill Castle, and she is one of the na- uh, nation's premier nutrition experts. This is why I love her to pieces. She blends current research, practical applications, and common sense. Do, hello, hello. That's what Spot On is all about, and that's why I brought her in here. In fact, I like her so much that I made her drive up from Connecticut, and I didn't even pay for gasoline. So she is the author of Eat Like a Champion and tons of other types of books, and she also writes for U.S. News and World Report. She is going to help us with this milk issue. Jill, welcome to Spot On. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, okay, how was the traffic coming up? It was not bad, but now <laughs> I'm wondering if you will pay for my gas. Okay. Oops. <laughs> okay. So, Jill, I'm not kidding you, right? The milk. Yes. The milk aisle. Oh, I mean, my I mean, gosh. So my, confusing. Oh, oh, like so confusing. Rose. 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 Okay. I, I don't understand it. So, what is driving all of these 
explosion that of milk, that all these different types of plant-based milk. But I, I do think that there is a general concern and awareness growing around the idea of being more environmentally conscious and kinder to our planet. Um, but I also think that we have a, an obsession almost with weight loss and eating less and, you know, what can I drink that is going to have some flavor but no calories and not going to wreck my diet. And sure. so I think there's a little bit of that going on as well. And then I also think, you know, anything that's trendy, you always want to have, you'll, ha you'll always have a population of early adopters. Right. And... Um, you know, plant-based milks are trendy. Right. Aside from the environmental, you know, wanting to be more plant-forward uh, right. in your diet, that's uh, right. It's trendy, and the celebrities adopt it, and it and it definitely has a health halo to it. That's right. And you know, trendy is the key here. I mean, I'm just telling you right now. If I see keto milk, that's it for me. I mean, if I see keto milk, I and mean, we've done episodes on this all the time about the keto diet, the paleo. This is like. Cuckoo-ness. Joan, keto milk would be just heavy cream. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. So, I'm sorry. It's already there. It's next to the milk. It's called heavy cream. Okay. Now, that Jill is not endorsing this as milk. No. Bad no. Jill. No, but no. She, she is just, you're right. It's already out there. You know, I think this the whole issue about the environment and sustainability, I think you're spot on about that. I always try to get that in, um, uh, about a sustainability. But let's look at both sides of the coin here. To process... Mm. An almond. Right, what, how do you milk an almond? How do you get milk out of an almond? How, do you, how does that occur? So from from what I understand is you pulverize the mm -hmm. almond, mm -hmm. mix it with water, mm -hmm. and drain it. Right. Okay, so siphon then, out the siphon out the pulp of the almond, and what you get is a very watery liquid that um, interestingly is not quite as high in protein as fat right. as the consumer thinks it is mm -hmm. because we automatically think, oh, almonds are a good source of healthy fats right. and have some protein, so they're gonna be you know, filling and a great snack. That doesn't translate when it comes to the milk, though. We are basically you know, siphoning off that protein and fat, so very little is left in almond milk. Right, and then then you look at okay, so now I have waste here, right? So I got what's left over that has to go someplace. We hope that it gets recycled back into the food industry, but if it isn't, so that's not really sustainable. Then you got to process the baby, right, and put it in and ship it out. So when you go, let's go to to dairy farmers, okay? M you know, Mother Nature, cow, moo, mm -hmm. milk, you know, pasteurized, mm -hmm. ship. So you know, where there's no, there's really very little waste. If you want to do skim milk, we take off the cream and we make that into the heavy cream that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, that I think there's, it's a misinformation that milking cows is uh, environmentally not friendly, but it, wh who, where's the data on that? My experience has been, I've been on a couple of dairy farms, and my experience has been that they're very environmentally conscious yes. and they're very careful with their water and their recycling of their water. They're very careful with the land. Um, I actually did a, I, I interviewed a dairy farmer on this and asked a lot of questions on my own podcast. And they, they have to be stewards of the land. They have to be so conscious of 
everything that they're doing, um, and they try not to waste. From my, from what I right. understand, right. you know, right. they really do try not to waste. Right. Well, I actually did visit a dairy farm, and uh, when I die, I'm coming back as a milk cow, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. So we're on this dairy farm. And they have uh, the cows, they have, they can roam in the little pasture. And when they want to milk, when they want to milk, not when the farmer, when they want to milk, they go into the little milking thing and they get massaged and they milk, 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 and then they leave when they want. There is this machine called a massager where, I, I kid you not, I will get a picture, where the cow rubs up against this and gets massaged. <laughs> Okay, do you see why I want yeah. to come back as a cow? So yes. when I look at this, these farmers love their cows, and the, and the cows, oh, oh, massage, but come and go as they please. And yeah. they want to be milked because they want to get rid of it. Sure. So so it's very, very interesting to see both sides of it. So let's go a little bit farther of why all of a sudden the milk. I mean, I know that some people can't drink cow's milk. Maybe it has like an allergy. Mm -hmm. or milk allergy. Milk allergy, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm glad that there are options for that. Absolutely. There should be. Absolutely. And, and what about, you ever hear like lactose intolerance, which, mm -hmm. is, which is lactose is, is um, a sugar that's in milk. And some yes. people have this lactose intolerance. And what is that? So lactose is a naturally occurring sugar in milk, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And our digestive system or our gut um, produces lactase enzyme. Okay. So it's an enzyme that basically chews up lactose and yeah. breaks it down so we can absorb it uh -huh. and use it in our body. Some people um, have lower levels of lactase mm -hmm. enzyme in their system and so they have difficulty digesting milk. Mm. Um, when you have difficulty digesting milk, you have symptoms like excess gas, right. stomach pain, right. cramping, oh, yeah. and diarrhea. Oh and it happens right after you ingest right. a dairy food or, right. or drink milk. Right, right. There are, you know, it's less common in children. Mm -hmm. However, in my, you know, experience as a pediatric dietitian, I'm seeing more and more children who are lactose intolerant. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, more common in adults because right. as we get o older, right. we produce less lactase right. enzyme. Right, right, right. And you know, um, it's a sugar, so you have all this bacteria in your GI tract, and to the bacteria that see the sugar that's not broken down, they're like, woohoo, party time. Yeah. And they start breaking it down, and the side effects are, you know, socially not good. Right. Right, really. And you can problem. get really um, distended and bloated, yes. too. Yes, yes, yes. And I know so th they do have lactate, lactose-free milk, right? Lactate or something like that? Both. They oh, have they have an enzyme pill called mm -hmm. lactate mm -hmm. um, that you can actually consume when you eat a dairy product okay. or drink milk. But you can also find lactose-free milk. Right. Um, and there are various different products out there that, that right. you can find that are actually a cow's milk, but they've either filtered out the lactose or they've added an enzyme and have digested it within right. the milk. So they added the lactase enzyme that your body doesn't have. So yes. interesting. You know, soy milk used to be the vegetarian milk. You know, mm -hmm. It was the only milk that was out there. So it was all this cow's milk and then soy milk. How does soy milk compare nutritionally to dairy milk? So from a protein standpoint, pretty comparable. Oh, good. Okay. Which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, from a fat standpoint, it's a little bit lower in fat. Mm -hmm. From a calcium and vitamin D standpoint, it's about equivalent, if not a little bit higher. Um, okay. based on the brand. Okay. So, 
you know, when I work with children and I think about, you know, children with milk allergy, if they can tolerate a soy milk, we'll go with a soy milk because mm-hmm. nutritionally it's Same. very similar to right. cow's milk. So I know that that child is going to get the calories, get the protein, get the vitamin D and the calcium, as well as some other nutrients right. uh, from, a, from a beverage, right. which in children who are growing, right. a beverage should contribute nutrition. Right. So do they, they add back calcium and vitamin D, right? Mm-hmm. Those, okay, so they, in other words, they fortify it up to be nutritionally equivalent to cow's milk. Yes. Yeah, so it's a, again, it's a very yeah. good, for vegans that don't want to do um, any um, uh, cow's milk, or like you said, people have allergies and intolerances. So with all of these milks, and we'll get to each l- milk a little bit, you know, when you're in the supermarket, you're blinded by all of these uh, bottles, mm-hmm. what, what should you be looking for on that nutrition fact panel uh, when you're trying to compare like a, a plant-based milk, like an almond milk or, or, or a um, coconut milk to cow's milk? Mm. What, what are some of the things we have to look at? Well, I think, you know, as an individual person, each person is going to be, you know, coming at it from a different perspective. Some people are going to come at it and say, I want the biggest bang for my buck. I want the most nutrition I can get for the lowest price. Mm-hmm. That's going to be cow's milk. Okay. They've done studies. They've looked and compared cow's milk to all these different plant-based milks. And uh, most of the plant-based milks are two to three times more expensive wow. per cup than cow's milk. So if you're interested in price point, Right. Cow's milk is going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. Okay. You're going to get a good source of calories. You're going to get great protein. You're going to get vitamins and minerals like vitamin A and vitamin right. D and calcium and potassium and right. phosphorus, right. all of those bone-building right. nutrients. And then you can adjust the fat in cow's milk, as you mentioned. Right. It can be fat-free. It can right. be 1%, 2%, or sure. whole milk. Right. In terms of you know, looking at plant-based milks from a weight loss or diet aspect, you know, if you're coming from that angle, you're looking at the lowest calorie right. um, option that you can get, right. which could be anything like an oat milk or um, a rice milk, plain, unflavored. Uh, but those milks aren't going to be as satiating because they don't have the protein right. and they don't have the fat. They're like drinking water right. in a lot of ways, right. although there are minerals that are added or, back. Or expensive water because you said the price point is could be so high. So what about some of these plant milks, like you just said, the rice or the almond mm-hmm. are, are low cal- lower calorie and they taste just like water. But some of them have added sugars, don't they? A lot of them do. So tell me about that. So a lot of manufacturers will add sugar to improve the taste of the product Mm -hmm. because they don't have a lot of flavor. Right. Right. Or in the case of soy milk, for example, the flavor might be off-putting to some individuals. So added sugar is very common, even, um, even in regular regular, they say, you know, regular soy milk, they will have added sugar. Oh, no kidding. I did not know that. It's not always across the board that it says, you know, if it's vanilla soy milk, you can kind of assume there's going to be added sugar. Right. But some of the regular 
products have added sugar right. as well. Right. And, you know, I cannot wait for 2020. Not that I want to, you know, kiss the holidays goodbye, but in January 2020, right, the Nutrition Fact Panel on all mm -hmm. majority of the foods that are in the supermarket are going to have to list added sugars. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to be a deal breaker for a lot of companies that have been adding a lot, especially beverages, a lot of added sugars and people not realizing mm -hmm. it. And, and the, the problem with dairy is it has natural sugars. That lactose, yes. we just talked about that some people have a problem digesting. So when it goes to, to when it says on, on the, uh, right now in the Nutrition Fact panel, it says total carbohydrates and it says sugars. And so the lactose is counted in that. Yes. But wow, what's going to have it, it's going to be another indent. It's going to say underneath that added sugars. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is going to be eye-opening right when when you know when you start looking at beverages or food in general yeah and just for reference for the consumer um, or the listeners out there one teaspoon is equivalent to four grams right. of added wow. sugar so wow. when you have a milk that says eight grams of added sugar well that's two teaspoons of sugar per wow. cup that that can really add up some of the milks have you know 12 grams right Wow. 11, okay. yes. 12, 13 yeah. grams right. of added sugar. Right. We're in the candy aisle now. You know, It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a really lot. And again, you can have them, but then you're just going to make sure that the added sugars elsewhere in your diet right. is um, uh, you know, not so sweet to offset what you're getting in there. Don't, don't run and get a vanilla latte. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's right. I would think the calcium. Because calcium is one of those nutrients that most Americans are not getting enough of. So yes. I would think you'd have to really make sure that whatever milk that you're getting mm -hmm. has got calcium added to it. Mm -hmm. And so a serving, of, just as a reference, a serving of uh, cow's milk or soy milk has about, what, like a, isn't it about like 30% of the daily mm -hmm. value for calcium? That's mm -hmm. a big number. 30% is whopping. Yep. Okay, and so I guess if you're going to plant milk, you should be looking at that, right, mm -hmm. comparing? Mm-hmm. And some of the plant milks, because they are fortified, run between 35 and 45 percent of calcium needs. So they bump oh, uh, up they the calcium up, a little bit higher. Yeah. I see. Very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mm -hmm. you got to look at the total package of what's going on there to make sure those nutrients are going to be added back, but not added back with a heck of a lot of added sugar unless you're right. going to offset it later on in, in the day. Exactly. Yeah. And we could even talk about vitamin D, which fortification with vitamin D in cow's milk and in plant-based milk, I think is really important because yes. that's another nutrient. It is so hard to get enough vitamin D right. from food. Right. I mean, there are few right. food problems, mushrooms, right. fatty fish, right. um, milk, right. uh, plant, some of the plant-based milks that fortify. Um, and vitamin D is, you know, our requirement if you're age one to age 70 is 600 IUs a day. So even if, and I point this out to my families that I work with all the time, even if you're consuming the recommended servings of milk or milk alternatives right. a day, so three cups right. or three servings a day, mm -hmm. you're, you're only hitting half right. of your vitamin D a, requirement. Right. You are not, and that's, a, that's a, um, a misleading thing. A lot of consumers think, oh, if I just get my three servings of dairy in a day, I'm hitting my vitamin D. Right. What they don't realize is they're only getting half of their di vitamin D, and they also don't realize that things like yogurt and cheese right. Uh, cottage cheese are not fortified with right. vitamin D. They make the assumption that everything right. is fortified, but it's not. Right. right. And so, you know, calcium's super important, but I think vitamin D is is just as important, if not. A well, little you bit need more. vitamin D to 
to help your body absorb the calcium. Exactly. So they kind of it's like a tango dance going yes. on here. So, so your best friend, your best, your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> your vitamin D is leading, and calcium is you know behind. <laughs> uh, and you know you can get it from the sun, but yeah, yes. you can get it from the sun. You know, in March in New England, you know when there's right. no sun, right. you know, and it's the 18 feet of snow. Yeah, I mean, the northern right hemisphere is like down. Yeah, Forget so there it. And if you have, you know, a lot of melanin in your right. skin, right. You're right. not getting as much as right. either. Right, and I'm Italian, so I got so much melanin in my skin, I'm not getting anything from the sun. <laughs> I can't stand it. Nothing. I never get anything free in life. <laughs> we have to remember children are growing, and, you know, from, from birth even up to age 20, because right. the growth charts go to age 20. Yes. So some college kids are right. still growing in their first and second year of right. college. Right. Uh, that we really want to see growing kids getting a really good source of protein, fat, carbohydrate as a, as a, a good part of their diet. That's important to, uh, to mention because in college, um, they're still, my, my two sons went to the pediatrician until they were 21. Now they're going to be embarrassed by this, but uh, whatever. But, you know, they love the pediatrician, but, you know, I didn't move them over until they graduated from college. So they're yeah. considered still young adults and kids. So, you know, right. it's very, very important about that. So let's go through some of these meals because I can't, I just, I just chuckle every time we say that. You know, um, the the amount, I got a, 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 a nice statistic that the amount of plant-based milk has increased about 60% among Americans' consumption um, in the last seven years. Mm -hmm. And you talked about sustainability or trendiness or whatever. So people are consuming these. So I just want to just throw out what the heck are they consuming. So we talked about the almond milk, and now I know they don't milk the almond, but they soak the almond to, mm -hmm. to get the almond milk. What the heck is coconut milk? So coconut milk is, is again, I, I believe it's pulverizing that coconut right. flesh and mixing it with water and, and siphoning it, it out. It's not the same as the canned coconut milk, which is that high fat uh, that you can get off the shelves. Okay. The coconut milk in a carton in the milk section is much thinner and waterier. Okay, because we know the coconut, is, it, that was a whole nother craze of coconut that we, we had gone through is very hard, high in heart unhealthy saturated fat. Mm -hmm. But you're saying that that fat doesn't get in the coconut milk, it gets strained away. It may get, a, they may have a little bit in right. it, but mostly coconut milk is very to no protein. Right. There's added wow. sugar to it as well. Okay, mm -hmm. and again, uh, protein is what people are looking for. That's a big trend now in, in, in getting it. Mm -hmm. uh, they may not have it. Rice. Rice milk. Ooh, rice milk. Did you see the news oh. last night? Oh, no, because I was preparing for the segment. I can't mm. do everything. Well, Tell me about the news. Well, it wasn't about specifically rice milk, but um, they were looking at the um, heavy metals found <gasps> in baby food oh, and lead, arsenic, mm. um, cadmium were oh. some of the highlights. Oh. There was one more I can't think off the top of my head, but it did bring up the topic of rice milk and rice products and rice cereal and rice puffs as, um, you know, contaminated with, with oh arsenic, goodness. which is not new news. Right. We knew no. this We knew this back yes. in 2012 right. Right. Uh, when Consumer Reports came out with right. a report on arsenic and rice. But for parents of children who might be using rice milk, it's, some, it's definitely a consideration. That's um, interesting. So rice milk is very low in protein, mm -hmm. uh, very low in fat. Yes. And obviously low in calories, right, too, because right. of those things. Right. But I would imagine that, that, what does that taste like? I, I imagine that has to have sugar added to it, because that must taste bland, like heck. Yeah. Um, it does have sugar added to it. 
Yeah. Otherwise, well, I mean, my God, it's like rice is rice. Mm-hmm. Let's put soy sauce in it. Then mm-hmm. you like two it to up. three yeah. teaspoons of added sugar. Right. Again, no protein, no fat. Right. So, I th- I think what we haven't talked about too is is just the satiety that you can get from drinking something that has protein right. in it. In fact. I think that's such a game changer for children who are always complaining right. that they're hungry. And I'm college always, kids. We know that we've talked about this plenty of times at other segments. We did a segment on, on what to eat when you're working out before and during your workout. But protein, which you need throughout the day, um, is uh, also satiating. You know, it gives you that feeling of fullness. So mm-hmm. you're right. So you want to have that in, in the beverage. So that's yeah. interesting when you take that out. Oat, I know, oh my God, it cracks me up. It's the same thing where you soak it and then you drain it. Mm-hmm. out uh, mm-hmm. and you get oat milk but help me with this pea milk what the heck is pea based milk so it's p-e-a pea protein <laughs> let's just make oh sure that's God. clear oh my gosh that is so funny i okay okay hashtag p-e-a when we say pea milk oh for goodness gracious get that get it's that made out. from yeah. yellow peas yeah. oh my god oh. that's even worse <laughs> Oh, for God's sake. That's hysterical. But the protein in pea, yeah. pea milk yeah. Uh, is equivalent to cow's milk, which is a great <gasps> no thing. So, so families who have milk allergy or milk intolerances and they don't like soy or if they have a milk allergy and are also allergic to soy. So right, some right. kids some have that, that duo. Right. Uh, pea protein milk is a nice substitute for wow. that. Wow. All right, Miss Jill. So what should we do if we? What? What? You know, help us with the milk aisle. So what are your recommendations to do when we go there tomorrow to get milk? What should we do? If you are a parent or a person who is milk allergic, right. or soy allergic, you're going to move towards those plant-based right. milks. Right. And um, if you're choosing a plant-based milk. My bend from a dietitian lens would be to choose something like a soy milk or a pea protein milk that's going to give you some protein, that's going to be more satiating, that's going to give you more nutrition um, when you drink it. If you are somebody who's going through this the um, aisle and you're looking for a calcium source, mm. you're drinking a plant-based beverage because you want to make sure you get enough calcium. Which we all should be doing. Right. So that's your almond milk. Right. Um, that And some of the other... Um, and soy milk has a... Added, and soy milk. Oh, right. Exactly. Right. Um, so, and all of them pretty much are, are fortified with calcium and vitamin D. Right, right. So these are good nutrients that you look for. And then, then we go back to the wa- the wallet. You Absolutely. Know? Because, you know, yep. um, just what's your price point, you know, and what you, how much you have to pay. And, you know, I'm big on, you know, buy on sale. Uh, yeah. And, and just I did, uh, I ran the numbers a little bit. Milk is about 25 cents a cup. Oh, wow. And um, the other alternatives are two to three times more than that. Wow. So 50 cents to 75 cents a cup. Mm. And oat and pea protein are the most expensive and they are four times the cost of milk. So they're like a dollar per cup. Wow. So for people who right. are out there that need to be more, right. that, that are budget conscious right. and food budget conscious, right. conscious, that's something that absolutely right. will weigh into their decision making. Do you think the pea milk uh, is, P-E-A, milk is um, <laughs> more expensive because there's only like maybe a few brands out there? Maybe if it gets like a, a really hot item that they'll have more competition and the price will go down because peas are inexpensive. We're not talking about... Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why it's so much more expensive. I'm not sure exactly what it takes to produce pea protein milk. 
Um, but yeah, I think if you have more in the marketplace, sure. then competitively sure. the price will come down right. a little bit. Well, great. Well, I can't thank you enough um, because let me tell you, I was dizzy looking at all these plant-based milk, and I can't even stay on top of it. So I'm, I'm hoping that our listeners, you know, are really, you know, understand a little bit more what they should look for. So again, yeah. all of it is is acceptable. It's what 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 issues are going on and what what your wallet says. Right. So, I mean, I, I'll just add one more thing, and because it is trendy. You know that's that's the thing. Don't get caught up in the hype. Actually, right. do your homework. Right. Do your do your research and make it make the decision that's right for you personally. Right. Right. Well, well, registered dietitian Jill Castle. This is the reason why we have spot on because this is how it all started. That I'm doing all the homework for mm-hmm. them so they get the information. That's why I can't watch TV at night because I'm getting ready. But it's important to get your information from solid sources so make an uh, educated decision. So with that, Miss Jill, I want to thank you for being on spot. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Spot On. Please subscribe to Spot On on your favorite podcast app for new episodes every week. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Blake, And also like our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes. And oh, by the way, could you ask five of your friends or family members to download Spot On and subscribe to it? Do I ask a lot from you?